You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hi there, this is Jason Eagle, your natural health authority. Um, my company is Strategic Healing. This is my radio show, and welcome to it. Um, this is in the Ask the Experts. Um, this is Jason Eagle, Ask the Expert on anything in health. Um, today, what we're going to do is the, this is show one. And show one is I'm going to just launch into, first of all, let's kind of start with some announcements and some things where I'm going to be very, very thankful for how I got here. So the radio show uh, really started off with me listening to another radio show, which was Dr. Bob Marshall, AM 560. He got me started in this, and I am a QRA practitioner. I'm a, a referral QRA practitioner, meaning if you call in uh, to premier research labs down in Texas, and you want to get a hold of a uh, referral practitioner, the person that they give the number out to, that's me, uh, Jason Eagle, QRA. And um, I want to thank Dr. Marshall. Dr. Marshall, um, really, I got started in this because um, I was a massage therapist, and I am a massage therapist, a licensed massage therapist, So, um, and I specialize in a lot of different um deep tissue as well as uh, medical massage and things like that. Well, I was working in a facility in uh, East Lansing and at the end of the day, I'd get in the car and I'd drive home and I'd listen to Dr. Marshall. And like you and many other people, uh, there's all kinds of health shows. And I hope this to be one of the health shows that you listen to. And uh, I would hear people talk about some of their problems and hear Dr. Marshall talk about the things that uh, about health and what we could do about them. And he'd talk about a supplement or a practice or something. And I'd go home and I'd try it and I'd do it. And finally, I worked up the courage to call up Dr. Marshall and I called him up and he said, okay, well, you could do this. And then the second time I called him up and he took me off the air and you, okay, you could do this. And then the third time he said, Jason, you got to stop messing around here and go get yourself tested because you're going to lose your gallbladder. I, everyone in my family has pretty much lost their gallbladder and we all have gallbladder problems. We all come into life with uh, our own personal uh, story, but we come in with a family story. We come in with genetics. We come in with predispositions. And that's the real goal here is to learn you, learn who you are. And uh, so anyways, Dr. Marshall was right. I got tested and found out I had to take this and that and this and that. And finally, it worked to a point where the person who was treating me said, you're really good. <laughs> you should come down and meet Dr. Marshall with me. I met him and we hit it off great and became a practitioner. And now here we are. So, but I want to thank Dr. Marshall so much. I want to thank God for putting Dr. Marshall in my life and, um, it's made all the difference. And so I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Dr. Marshall. I also wouldn't be here if I, it wasn't for Dr. Tent. Um, Dr. Tent Novi, who is this awesome chiropractor, and he did muscle testing on me. Very first person I ever did muscle testing on me, uh, way before I even met Dr. Marshall, was Dr. Tent. And uh, I, you just have to be, you have to be there to believe it. And it's amazing because muscle testing is, what I say, what QRA is, and what um, what's called advanced kinesiological testing, which is think about your body like a machine. Okay, let's talk about it like a car. Well, and back in the day when you had, let's say, a Model T, 
you had to lift open the hood and you had to pull this wire and this and that and okay this is what's going wrong now you don't do that anymore now we have a car where you plug the computer into it and the computer will then connect through its connected systems integrated systems and there you go you got your answer well, that's what QRA is. That's what muscle testing is, is you could tap into your neurologic system, which is that's what's running the show. Your organs and glands and things like that is really being run by a, these electromagnetic waves, which is your neurologic system. And you can test it. You can tap into that and go and say, well, tell me, liver, what do you need? Tell me, brain, what do you need? What are you lacking in? Well, so I want to put a shout out to him. And uh, this is a whole, truly a holistic system. This is going to be a truly holistic show, which is talking about what is health. What is a holistic of health, which is it's your physical body, which is your muscles and how you move and everything like that. Um, you, what you do, your actions, your walk in life, which is your feet. Well, that's actually, you got to have your feet working and your legs working and all that other stuff. Well, that's based upon also what you ate. So you're, you are a chemical body. You a, are electromagnetic chemical, electrochemical. That is, if you zoom into your body and you look down to the processes at this very smallest point, you, you see that it's just electromagnetic waves that turn into chemicals which are what we would call neurotransmitters or, or um, everything is just a chemical that then turns back into an electrical uh, stimulus and it goes back and forth and it bounces from this <laughs> invisible world to the visible world, back to the invisible, back and forth and back and forth. And that's what the human being is. So many times where our problems are is it comes from what we ate what we did, um, what we didn't do, the injuries that have happened to us, the injuries that we've not recovered from. And then we get into the holistic aspect too, which is you are a, a spirit. You are a psychology. You are the thoughts of yourself. And that matters too. And the thing is, is that God built us, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And, and we are this wonderful dichotomy and conundrum which is we live in a material world where the material is the thing it's got to be the thing i can touch myself my hands i can pick up that glass i can eat this thing and all of these things that that's the material world but the material world is made out of the immaterial world so uh in the hierarchy of healing in the hierarchy of health what matters which is what becomes the material is the immaterial the most so this energy, this neurologic energy that you are, you can't see these waves. There are not, you know, like the electricity and the wires and the, the waves of sound that you're hearing me through. You can't touch these. Uh, and then what's behind that too is, is the uh, uh, emotions and the thoughts and the attitudes. You can't see those, but those are the things that matter the most in your life. Um, so the weakest things are the things that are the strongest things. And the strongest things are the things that are the weakest things. It's kind of reversed. So if you could make changes for health, people ask questions. I, I'm interested in health. Well, what are you talking about? You want to get stronger. You want to get better. You want to get happier. You want to be more truthful and you want to be more in reality. And that requires energy because we live in a world where 
uh, it's hard to live. It's very toxic all around us. And it's, you know, we go to toxic foods and then we go to toxic, um, environment, but then we go to toxic internal environment. It's the thoughts. It's the, um, emotions. So QRA is a way holistic of, well, if you could work with these things, could you do that? Yes. That's what QRA is. So this is show one, and what we're going to start with is is in the human being is, is what did it all start with? So it starts with a meal. It starts with food. It starts with what did you eat? And uh, so let's go through step number one. You know, the holistic people it basically said it all starts with digestion. It all starts with eating food and uh, assimilating that food. And then excreting that food. So when we talk about digestion, now that's another thing. <laughs> Let me just tell you right off the bat that on this show, we're going to be very, very honest and we're going to be very, very um, clinical, but we're also going to be very real. So there's things that we're going to talk about that um, maybe some people don't talk about in other circles, but we should talk about it because things like uh, your digestive system in terms of poop, in terms of excretion, we talk about the food going in, but we got to talk about the food going out too. And in any engine, in any living system, usually what's really bogging the system down in terms of weakening the system or health or disease starts with a backing up of the tailpipe, meaning you're not able to get the waste products out. And the waste products are the thing that is making you sick or the thing that's weakening you. So, People folk like to focus on, well, what are the supplements to take or what is the, you know, the foods or what are the good things? Well, if the good things go into a dirty kitchen, then they all get contaminated by the dirty kitchen. So keeping it clean is as important or more important. You know, we are worms. Food goes in, food comes out <laughs> in a different state, but it goes from one end to the other. And if that back end starts to back up, boy, oh boy. We got problems. Now that back end is that's the kidneys, that's the liver, that is your sweat, that is your exhale, that is uh, your urine and your feces. All of these things are different ways, different portals of getting the poisons out of you. So I'm going to take a break here and when we come back, we'll get into the story of digestion. We're back here and now we're going to talk about where it all starts. Okay, so it starts with... We would say, okay, putting food in your mouth. Well, it starts with a thought. It starts with the thought about food. And any person will tell you, you know, it's like, in fact, there was a scientist who did all of his main research and showed that that this is a, a very, very controllable and uh, um, a, a deep process of deep psychology and deep preparation in the brain for food. That's Pavlov. Pavlov did studies on what we call Pavlov's dog, right? And we've all heard that story. If we haven't, there was these dogs that he would de do tests on and he would give them food, um, but he would also show them the food or let them smell the food. And they, like you, would start to salivate. And they would get <laughs> very salivating and getting ready. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it's coming, right? It's food's coming. And that's the first part of digestion. Now, he would then ring a bell, ding! When he got them, oh, excuse me, my phone went off. Just ignore that. Sorry about that. Let me turn my ringer off. I'm just like you, <laughs> you know. Uh, we have to 
we have to be aware of our of our environment. So excuse me on that one. Well, anyways, Pavlov's dogs is is he would get them to salivate and ready for food and then ring a bell. Well, then he would then ring the bell, and because it came with food, the bell would then make them salivate. Okay. Well, you know. The world that we live in is, is that's what the commercials are. <laughs> you know, people watch a, a person or a commercial showing a hamburger and we go, Oh my goodness, I want that hamburger. <laughs> we start salivating. So we've become Pavlov's dog. So that's the first part of digestion is actually the thought of food, the smell of food, our salivary glands and our parotid glands. They start to secrete the juices that will be the first step of breaking enzymatically down the food that is then being chewed. Now, it's also, they are these glands that are uh, hold um, the special digestive juices, just like the special digestive juices that we'll find in the stomach and the pancreas and stuff like that. These are probiotics. These are, they're, your life is you are a container for other living beings, and there's good living beings and then there's bad living beings. And uh, it's the correct balance between all of those. Every part of our body is supposed to be a really great neighborhood. So your parotid glands are these glands and the salivary glands are these glands that actually should be inoculated or should have the right probiotics in them so that when you secrete your own saliva, you're starting to secrete this probiotic juice, which is starting to apply other different bacterias and other things that are going to uh, eradicate or bring down some of the bad things and then elevate some of the good things and then start digesting the food, start tagging it with uh, messengers, uh, chemical messengers that as it goes down, your body then starts sorting it out and starts pre-preparing it for what's supposed to happen. Well, um, so anyways, so as we then chew food, uh, food then starts getting mixed with that and this saliva then starts to prepare it for then going on into the stomach. It goes into the stomach and then our body secretes hydrochloric acid. Now, Many people go, hydrochloric acid, that'll burn a nail, won't it? Yeah, it will. Well, our stomach has a special lining of it that is these very special epithelial cells that are secreted or, or that are constantly being repaired. They're designed to slough off with the acid because there are acid pumps in your stomach, but they're designed to constantly be replaced. Okay, So that's why it's been shown that when a person gets a breakdown of that tissue where your own acid is burning your own stomach, that's an ulcer, is because you have a infection uh, that is um, H. pylori, Heliobacter pylori, and it starts to eat away at that thing. So then now you've lost your wax paper coating of your own stomach, um, and then your own acid then gets to your stomach. Well, but you're not supposed to ever burn your own stomach. So first of all, that is an infection that um, later we'll talk about healing some of these things. But... Um, it's not that your own acid is bad for you. So when people get acid stomach, they go on an antacid or something like that or or some of these other acid pump reducing drugs that what they do is they turn these pumps off. But wait a minute, I thought we had to have acid, you know. Uh the uh one oh one class of medical class of understanding the system is is this is the way it goes. You're supposed to have acid 
And because what this acid does is it, first of all, it breaks the food down and acid neutralizes a base. Uh, if you take vinegar and you pour it on baking soda, it's going to fizz up. Or if you take vinegar or, or lemon juice and you put it on a piece of chalk, you know, like when you wrote on the chalkboard, it will dissolve the chalk. Or you put it on a clamshell, it will dissolve a clamshell. So that's what acid does is, is it takes these, these hard bits of, 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 um, minerals and turns them into a liquid form so that we can assimilate them so that the, the most important building of our bones that the calcium, where do you think it comes from? Got to come out of the food and you can't crunch it up with your teeth. It's got to be turned into a juice and other minerals. So that's one of the things that acid does. The second thing that acid does is that it then starts to pull apart the protein. It starts to put, there's other enzymes, protease that breaks the protein. That's later in, in the, that's later, later in the step. We'll get there. But acid also is a sanitizer. So when many times people get infections and gut infections and what we call a dysbiosis, how did it get there? Or we get parasites or things like that. Um, how did it get there? It got in through the stomach, but the stomach acid was too low. Now, one of the things when a person wants to reduce the stomach acids to give them comfort, but now that comfort is costing them because you're supposed to digest the foods with the hydrochloric acid. And if we've reduced the hydrochloric acid, symptom go away, I feel better, but now I'm not digesting my food. Now the food is able to start to rot. Now the food doesn't have the correct burning of the chemical reaction. So we have to have stomach acids. I'll get a little bit later to how do we fix the stomach acids? How do we keep a person from losing stomach acids? Because one of the things that has been shown is that aging, as we get older, that one of the things that, you know, grandma and grandpa start falling apart because they can't digest their foods because the stomach acid goes down. So aging, especially modern aging is related to one of the things it's related to poor digestion. So if we can keep digestion up, which is these stages, this hydrochloric acid up and things like that, then we can live longer and we can digest our food better, thereby staving off some aging. Um, aging is only a perception. Uh, we There are examples of people all over the world that uh, are a lot older than we are and they're out there still huffing up, you know, going up and down these hills and they're digging in their gardens and stuff like that. So aging is not a number. And, um, but it's based upon principles. You stop being able to digest your food, you're going to start starving and you're going to then start losing life faster. Okay. Now we've gone into the stomach and we're getting up on time frame here and we're going to take another break, uh, for, to listen to a message, uh, listen to an ad here and we'll be right back. Okay. We're back here and. We're going to keep going on the story of you, which is, um, how did you, your life, uh, in terms of you sitting here, listening to me came from you eating foods and foods that then turned into your flesh and blood that then has to constantly be replaced. So we know that all life and, and, and all health starts and ends and is all surrounded around digestion. So we've just swallowed some food. We chewed it up. We mixed it with our saliva, and now we mix it with hydrochloric acid. Now it goes into what's called the duodenum, which is uh, that little J pouch that's underneath your stomach. And 
um, there is a whole bunch of different pumps that connect to that. One in particular, the gallbladder connects right at that place. So let's go back. When you chew up food and you eat food, your body is made out of flesh and blood and a lot of the parts of your body is you are oil and water, right? So you got oily skin and you've got um, uh, the fatty acids that your brain is made out of oil. Your nerves have a myelin sheath, which is made out of oil. Um, oil is so, so important, but we got a problem here. Oil and water doesn't mix. If you go ahead and you're going to try and wash dishes with um, uh, just hot water, Let's say you ate some lasagna and there was lots of olive oil in there and the mozzarella and it's stuck on and, oh, they're just greasy. If you put that in uh, some hot water or even worse, put it in cold water, it's going to clump up and it's just going to be, you can scrub it all you want and it's just still going to be greasy and blah. Okay, so you need an emulsifier. You need soap. Soap is what breaks the surface tension down and turns the big globs of oil into little globs. Well, that's how it gets to our brain. That's how it gets is, is that when we eat foods, there's a signal inside the stomach that then tells the liver and the gallbladder to, the liver produces the bile and it's stored in the gallbladder. So it's basically like we're like a car wash machine. Right? So if you imagine driving your car through the car wash, you drive in and the guy sprays it off and then he says, put it in neutral and, and this thing moves you along. And as it moves you along, your wheel then clicks on one of these little things as you move past it, which turns on a motor or, or turns on a hose. And so some of the hoses are, it squirts a pretreatment. It squirts an enzyme. It squirts soap on us. And then this one is, does this and so as we go along there's different pumps and different things that get turned on and different scrubby things that's our digestion until the car comes out all perfect clean at the end that's our digestion so we've gone past the stomach and now we are into the gallbladder and if all things were working correctly we had enough hydrochloric acid and if there was any oil in that it told the gallbladder to squirt some soap into it that's what bile is and then as it goes along, it then tells the pancreas and we got the spleen involved and we got a whole, and then we also have a bunch of other organs that are right in the intestine too. And as it goes along, as it's being squeezed along, along its pathway, it's being squeezed, it's being massaged by your guts, it's going, uh, then being stuff is extracting in it. And then as it goes into the small intestine, the small intestine has these little finger-like projections called the villi and that's where true digestion assimilation happens on a very micro level is that we've chewed things up. We've broken things down. We've mixed it with all these different chemicals. We've mixed it with these enzymes, kind of like, you know, the best laundry, you know, you get a blood stain or you get a grass stain. You better spray that pre-treatment stuff. Those are enzymes. And there's uh, amylase and lipase and, and digestase and, um, all these different enzymes which help to digest all of the different chemicals and things that are in our foods that are the things that we need, whether it be glucose, or, uh, a sugar, a carbohydrate, or whether it be the protein so that we can then break it all down so that that protein turns into something that is able to absorb inside these little finger-like projections. Okay, 
So if all things have gone well, we've got all these mixtures of all these different chemicals and things like that. And the hydrochloric acid gets pulled out and then it gets put back in. And there's all these pH changes, which is at this point, it's very acid. And then at this point, it's very, it turns more alkaline. And then it goes back to acid until we finally get to the point where digestion is, is it sucked everything that it can out of it and then just compacted everything that is supposed to be waste products. And it sends it out of the body. And that is digestion. So the whole process along the way is everything's supposed to be working correctly um, in order for you to get the best out of what that food is. So let's now go back to what can go wrong. <laughs> There's so many things that can go wrong at this stage. And if that's what on a daily basis a person's life is based upon, a lot of things that can go wrong. Let's start with the chewing part. You gotta have teeth and you gotta have good teeth and you gotta have a jaw that's in the right place. Um, there's many people. I don't know if you have gone to a diner like I have and you look at people that just swallow food. They just stick huge globs in their mouth and they don't chew at all or they chew very little bit. And I'm, I'm amazed. And I've caught myself doing it too. Um, I've gone through many different times where I'm gonna try this and I'm gonna try that, try that. And I remember one time it was, Chewing every bite, I think it was something like 30 times or something like that. Um, it's a, <laughs> it's kind of a pain to remind yourself to do that, but try that sometimes. Try it where like you're doing it 20 or 30 times. You're chewing every single bite before you swallow it. Um, you'll find out how much less food you need to eat. You'll find out how savory the food is, how much better it tastes, and then how much better the digestion. So one of the things that we can do to kind of help this process is remind yourself, slow down, slow down. Don't eat in a huff. Don't eat when you are upset. Don't eat when you are angry. Don't eat when you're, you know, we've all been there before where you're upset and eating your breakfast and <laughs> crying and, and you can't, you know, it's, it's not the right time to eat um, uh, or take better care, take better time. Another one thing that happens in digestion, and I, I fall prey to this too. One of the problems of modern people is that we live in this information age, and that's wonderful because the truth is there and there's so much more information, but there's so much and it can be confusing. And one of the things that has been confusing to people is, is you don't want to drink water with your food, right? You don't want to dilute your food, right? Because you, you, you know, you're going to dilute your, your acid. You're going to dilute your enzymes. <laughs> Is wrong. It's wrong because I've learned some things, which is God created that was this body that literally it doesn't matter how much. Now, if you're going to drink a huge big gulp, you know, yes, it, it has an impact on you're going to drink a, you know, a bunch of stuff. Then it's going, it's not about diluting the food. It's just adding too much stress on the belly. So, but is it good to drink, especially water, some water or some iced tea or some, um, these things with your, yes, it is. And I have found that there are many people that they heard this and they said, you know, I don't want to dilute my food. And so what they've done is they actually become dehydrated because they don't drink when they eat and then they don't really drink enough when they're not eating. And so I found people that have switched that and, and started drinking a glass of water, even just an eight ounce glass of water with your food. Um, 
helps in terms of their hydration and it stimulates them to actually, oh yeah, I'm thirsty later and they'll drink. They'll be more prone to drink when they're not eating. But you find a lot of people that, that, you know, like I said, they're, they're concerned about diluting their food. They don't understand and, and it's not true. So drink something when you're eating too. Um, water, um, the high sugar stuff. Yeah. It's probably not good to drink that. Um, milk. You know, go back in the old TV shows where you see people drinking a big glass of milk. Now, milk is a problem with people if you're lactose intolerant, but they've made so many different milks now in terms of there's there's the the ultra-filtered and upping the protein and reducing the sugar. There's the lactose-free. There's the A2 milk. Um, people can also, uh, you got the other milks. You got um, almond milk and rice milk and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, we can actually drink a nutrient thing with our food and it adds the nutrients too. And as long as you can handle milk, um, I don't see a problem with it. And in fact, it, you, you know, you go back to people drink. Now, if you have a problem with it, then, then don't and start figuring that out. Start figuring maybe holding off on some of the things. We'll get in that a minute in terms of what are the things that I could do to really figure out what's going on. Am I having some poor digestion? Am I having some poor problems in my life because of what I'm eating and what I'm not eating? Okay. So we've, we're now we're going to back to we've chewed our food. Uh, we've taken the time. We're not angry. We're not upset. We're thinking good thoughts. We're around good company. That's going to be a great digested meal. Now we also get into the stomach. So hydrochloric acid is supposed to be there. Well, how did it get there? Well, when we're children, um, we're born with this. We're born with reserves of hydrochloric acid, okay? But our body produces hydrochloric acid from also the things that we take in. And so what's the primary thing that produces hydrochloric acid? Well, hydrochloric acid is HCl. It's a hydrogen atom and a chloride atom, okay? Well, hydrogen, that's all around us. Hydrogen is in water, H2O. Hydrogen is in the air that we breathe. Hydrogen everywhere. So it's very abundant. Now, chlorine, where do we get chlorine from? Well, salt, NaCl. So we don't prefer table salt. We prefer sea salt. Tastes better, way better for you. Uh, I'll get later into some shows in terms of the science about why. Uh, table salt and even iodized table salt is not good for you. Um, we'll get into that later, but let's first start with a child that has enough salt, sodium chloride, then is able to then take the hydrogen from water and then the chloride from uh, salt, enough available salt, break those bonds and then combine them together. And our body does like Legos inside of us. <laughs> we are this wonderful fusion and fission machine. Um, if you understand how we are truly made and what we do is we do these amazing feats that would only be possible in uh, CERN or would be possible in, in some deep laboratory of uh, um, atomics. That's what life is. That's what we do. So we make salt out, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, we make hydrochloric acid out of enough available salt. So you get to be a person who has acid reflux in your twenties. Now we're getting kids. Uh, you, you, many people, even doctors will tell you that they're putting kids on, on Prilosec or they're putting kids on Tagamet or, or because they've got acid reflux. Well, 
they were not fed enough salt and there may be some other things going on there, but it starts with that. Um, so a healthy person has had enough salt to be able to build enough hydrochloric acid. So also if we're older, then, uh, oh, so again, so you get a person who like if they're young enough below 18, um, you can get them to produce more hydrochloric acid by getting on salt. Now this salt has gotten a bad rap, but it's getting a good rap now, right? It's right in front of you. Like, uh, any of the, even, um, what you would call the, the, the fast food stores, uh, you buy French fries. The good places have sea salt on them. The good places, the good restaurant have that sea salt. It tastes better. It is better. Um, and the market will, will rise up to the top in terms of the good things will come through always because people prefer them and it stands true. So, um, people, and then I'm telling you, if you are also in, let's say the runner's world, if you are a marathoner, you do an Ironman. Any of the good marathoners will tell you, man, do not go on that run without your salt. Because there are so many cases of people who are running the race and they're drinking the water and they're drinking the Gatorade. And then next thing you know, uh, you know, at mile 20, they're starting to fall apart and then they can't make it across. And there's many cases of people that have literally who've been tip top shape. But they diluted because they're sweating their salt out and they're drinking water and other things. They're not replacing the salt. And what happens is, is salt is an electrolyte. An electrolyte is, it's electric. It's right there in the name, folks, which is, it's electricity. So to pump your heart, you need the electrons from sodium chloride and all the other available mineral electrons. So it helps us to run our computer and our heart has to pump and our brain has to work. So with not enough salt, you not only are not creating enough hydrochloric acid, but then you can get really deficient and your brain doesn't work very well. Your whole body doesn't work very well. Your adrenals don't work very well. So um, salt is a very, very valuable thing. And I'll remind people, Anytime that a person says has a trauma and the paramedics show up to pick them up and take them to the emergency room, 100% of the time, either in that room or in the stretcher or in the car on the way or at the emergency room, something goes in their arm. Something goes into everybody's arm. What is that? It's a bag of fluid. It's sodium chloride. Salt. They give salt to everybody because it helps to stabilize a nervous system that is in trauma. So many times when people are in trauma, it's because they became, you know, grandma fell over because she was dehydrated and the salt got too low. And now they're in a panic and their body is, is using resources. So if we pump them with available salt, now their electricity works better. Now they're calm. Now their blood pressure goes down because uh, they're maintaining fluid balance well, but also it's their electricity. The robot's starting to break down and, you know, so it's electricity, and that's what um, electrolytes are. So having enough salt when you're young enough gives you the ability to get older and have the good hydrochloric acid. If we've that's not worked for us, and now we're in our 20s and 30s, sometimes we can take hydrochloric acid. Um, in my office, I have the Premier Research Labs. That's all that I sell. People can come to me and pick up the hydrochloric acid or they can um, uh, order it um, online. 
um, and I can get it to you or I can direct you where you live because I'm, I'm understanding that this is going out everywhere. Um, people may hear this all over the place. And, um, so let me do another, another rate or another advertising right here and we'll be back in a little bit. Okay. All right. We're back and we're talking about digestion, but that I digress. Let me tell you that, um, I'm also going to be recording these shows on Facebook Live and YouTube Live so that you will also be able to see as well as hear. And you'll also be able to go back to some of these shows and have them recorded because on Facebook Live and YouTube Live, it then becomes um, forever. And you can go back and you can see this over and over and over again. So this first show is not, I haven't video recorded it, but the next shows are going to be video recorded as well. So we'll be able to have kind of a visual as well as an audio version of this radio show. So let's get back to digestion in terms of what is um, going on. As I said, which is the hydrochloric acid. Um, sometimes we need to replace it. Now people go, well, hydrochloric acid that's going to burn burn a nail like you don't want to take that if you have the the good lining of your stomach it's not going to burn your stomach because this hydrochloric acid that you take in a a pill form is in the same state as what you your own body secretes it's the same chemical composition so you are made to have that now there are some cases where people cannot take the hydrochloric acid because they've lost that lining well, is there anything that we can do? <laughs> I'll harken back to, I remember a show, um, it's the Simpsons. And there was this one episode where Homer Simpson was in this, this, uh, hot pepper eating contest. <laughs> it was this hottest pepper in the world. And what Homer did is he drank a candle. He drank candle wax first before he went in. So he was able to line his stomach with this candle wax so that he could eat these peppers that were so hot that, that he actually started hallucinating. <laughs> it was funny. So, but that's what our body is designed to do. So is there something that we, if we don't have that lining, is there anything we can do that can replace that lining so that we can then tolerate the hydrochloric acid? Yes. It's what's called gastrovin and gastrovin is these capsules. It's an herb that you open up a couple capsules and you brew it as a cup of tea and you let it sit there for, uh, uh 20 minutes. Um, uh, 10 minutes actually, but you do it, you drink it 20 minutes before you're going to eat the meal with the hydrochloric acid. So it's a process, but what it does is it adequately creates a new lining if you're missing it so that you can then take the hydrochloric acid and take it without it burning. We got answers for all of this stuff. Whatever your problem is, there is countermeasures. So it's if just knowing it. Um, that's the, we live in the age of where information is key and knowing the right information is, you know, it's what would they say in, in, uh, what was it? The GI Joe, you know, knowing it is half the battle, right? <laughs> so, um, so if we have problems with the hydrochloric acid, we could up the hydrochloric acid. If we have problems tolerating the hydrochloric acid, we could take something to line the stomach. Okay, so now then we get into that next stage, which is what's equally important is this oil. Oil is so important. And what's called fat metabolism is, is if you don't have enough oils in your diet and you have too many of the bad oils, um, the fake oils, the hydrogenated oils, these things that should not be consumed, these um, there. And, and in fact, I'll tell you that the market is starting to change 
you know, if you live in New York, um, a big gulp is illegal. You're not allowed to buy a certain size soda drink because it's been shown to be very damaging to the health. It's also there making um, the trans fats illegal because they are fake foods and they are so damaging and they clog your systems up. And many people with um, uh, fatty deposits in their body or, or cholesterol deposits in their their uh, veins and arteries or even cholesterol deposits in their brain that then leads to maybe a stroke or Alzheimer's later are these things. It's these really monster foods that are not foods that are just chemicals. And um, so the first step is, is start cutting those, start identifying these things. And, you know, our world is doing it for you as well. If you're not going to do it, they're going to do it for you. And eventually that's what will happen is and, and the market will change. And so um, food um, is changing right before our eyes. I'm speaking to you here from in Detroit, and if me, many people don't know what's happened, the food revolution in terms of the farm to table is amazing. Uh, this is a food mecca, and there's many cities all over the country that have a revitalization and the the pubs, uh, the farm to table things. Detroit is unique because there is literally um, these little farms down the street that where they fix the land. And they're growing at the old ways in these micro farms and there's animals. Now, I'll tell you, if you don't know about me, you can go to my website, uh, strategichealing.us. Um, you can go to my Facebook, Strategic Healing. I've got a Facebook page. You can also uh, go to my YouTube channel, Jason Eagle QRA, and you can see that I have a farm. I, um, I've fixed my life in terms of a, I've, been doing this. What I'm talking to you about, I've done this with my life. I've had to change the food. I've had to go so much to the point where I can't even buy the food good enough because it's not good enough. So um I've gone to the next step. People go, well, you can't be perfect. You know, you can't, what are you going to do? Go back in time and have, yes, yes, that's, <laughs> I have so much energy. Yes. And I have a family that we do it together. And we have a farm where we have Dexter cows and we have sheep and we have chickens and we have ducks and we have turkeys and we have our own bees and uh, we have a huge garden that we produce all of this food and we I do the pickles, I do the sauerkraut, we do the kefir, we do all of these things and you can see online, you go to my YouTube channel, Jason Eagle QRA and you'll see we've done homesteading videos where we show this and um that's the ultimate step. The ultimate step is can you fix your world so that you have the energy to then be responsible for all aspects of your life, what comes into your life, the energy that you build your life. And I'm telling you, energy is a big thing, even energy in terms of the uh, electricity that comes to your home. What's going on in California right now, I'm telling you, they're going to have to start providing their own electricity. And that's the next step, which is the microgrid, your own energy. You be responsible for your own energy. Be responsible for your own food. So going back to Michigan here, the next step is, is people can buy great food, great food, locally grown food, and go to restaurants that have that. And so we don't really have an excuse for not doing that. Bad. And it's not that much more expensive. When you find people start cutting some of the things that is a fluff out of their life and eat more rich foods, more nutrient-dense foods, real good grown vegetables with 
is little done to them is perfect. Uh, if you're going to eat meat, get some meat that's local meat to you, that meat that is, is, is done right, that is raised right. It's not feedlot meat. Um, this is available all over. Eventually, we're going to go to where um, it's going to be local. And there are people in your community that are doing it. It's happening right now. And it's wonderful. There are people that fly in from all over the world to visit Detroit because the food is spectacular. And this is starting to spread all over the place. So well-grown food um, is at our reach. And uh, the food is not necessarily the problem as much as our appetite for it and our health-wise of being able to eat it and digest it and go through the whole process. So... um Things are lining up where it really is pointing out is, is, is unfortunate for many people. You know, the, them's the, them's the breaks, baby, is many times you are your own problem. I'm my own problem. And, uh, the problem is I don't know that I'm the problem. So coming out of it and coming into light means that we have to acknowledge what's, what's around us, what's fake and what's real. So the, the real world will always stand and will always survive. So real fat. Okay, so the fat foods is are really good for you, and and you don't have to be, you know, going into meat. People can do uh, the vegan thing, um, but good fats. Um, people can do the plant based thing, and it takes all types. I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm not one trick pony, which is I tell people I've been in this practice. I've been doing this for 25 years, and this is my life. This is my passion. This is my career. And I've seen it all. I've seen it all. And uh, what I can tell you is, is that uh, you can't fake the reality that you need the basic standards of what food is. We need essential fatty acids. Um, that's what the brain is made out of. As we said, this is you are a neurologic system, so you're the brain. And the brain is this ball of of goo that is an oil. That's primarily an oil. You know, the healthy fats are walnuts. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to, I did a show, which is we look like it. You know, back in the day, people wanted to know we didn't have scientists to tell us what was the good foods. We didn't need it. It was right in front of us. You open up a walnut, a walnut looks like a brain. You cut a carrot in half. It looks like your eye. So again, God hid the world of truth right in front of us. Many of the things in terms of that are good for your blood look like blood. Um, pomegranate juice, it's blood juice. Beets look like blood juice. It doesn't take a, a rocket scientist or an, <laughs> you can just be observant and see that the world around you is designed for your life. And if we get back to basics of eating these things and bringing these things into our life, they will fix our body because they are our body. So the oils, uh, the healthy fats, now they've got to get in. They've got to get into your cells. And since your cells are these glasses of water, if you take a glass of water and you pour olive oil, it's just going to sit on top of it. It's going to sit on top of it like a, a big glob. So we have to have some going back to those dishes. Remember I say we've all seen that Dawn commercial, which is these greasy dishes and that one drop of the poof and it makes the oil. It's what's called lipophobic. <laughs> the, um, but what that means is, is it makes the oil and water mix together and turn it into small little 
globules that can then be absorbed into our cellular structure so that can go through the bloodstream and go to your brain. How does the food of the fat that you eat in your belly get to your brain? How does it get uphill there? How does it get to your joints? Your joints have to be oiled. The high aluronic acid, the glucosamine and all these other things that makes up the cartilage of your, your joints is we are like the Tin Man. Many people wake up with the achiness in the joints. I feel like, oh, and I need, like, if I could just squirt some, some oil there. <laughs> That's if we ate the oil and we then emulsified. Still. So many people have problems getting the oil dissolved in their system because they got a gallbladder jam. Because you got a mustard plug in your gallbladder. Because your gallbladder is literally like a, um, it's a bag. It's a bag surrounded by muscles that has a tube that then squirts into just below your stomach. So if there's any oil, it squirts into there and it gets mixed in there, right? But many times the, the bile is too thick and sludgy or we get gallblo- gallstones. We've got these things that are formed or we have gallstones that are plugging the hole, plugging the opening. And we can't secrete the oil, the, the bile in there to break up the oil. So many people that are having problems in their life. So the breakdown of their brain, the breakdown of their, their joints, the breakdown of even their neurologic system in terms of their nerves are not working correctly is can be the oils are not getting there. I ate them and you get people that like fix their life and they eat. I eat, you know, avocados every day and I eat, you know, the nuts and I eat the grass fed beef and I eat lamb. Um, I got great healthy oils. I eat some olive oil. I eat the olives, all of these great things, organic, but yet they still suffer from deficient oil problems. There's something wrong in the calculation here. And I'm telling you what it is. It is not having the emulsifiers. And so there's things that we can do to unjam the gallbladder, but many times you don't have time to do that. I've got life is going along and I need these essential things and I'm falling apart along the way. So is there anything that I could do to speed that process up? Yes. One is called lemonine. Lemonine is this oil. It's the orange oil that's mixed with a, a calcium um, a molecule so that it doesn't burn your mouth so much. Orange oil is like when you peel an orange. Remember, it's if you peel an orange and then it goes and it squirts you in the eye with that like like <laughs> that mist of an oil. That's lemonine, and delemonine is this um, great uh, emulsifier. In fact, it's used in furniture polish. It's used in um, industrial things because it's this wonderful natural break down of oils. A little bit goes a long way. So if people are having problem with their, their um, fat metabolism, we can add two to three drops of the lemonine into, now again, you can call my office. My office is uh, 734-985-5891. If you want to order any products that I mentioned here or, or talk to me about any of the questions, uh, later shows, I'm going to do some radio call-in stuff, and um, you'll be able to ask some questions. But this first show is I wanted to just start with where it all starts, which is digestion. Um, and what are the, some of the things that you can do? So my, my number again is 734-985-5891. 
My website is www.strategichealing.us. Um, not .com, but .us. Strategic Healing Us. I picked that for a reason. <laughs> um, and then uh, you can get a hold of me there, and you can see what the office looks like. You can see the products. You can um, watch my videos. Um, I have a whole plethora of this information that you can get to that answers your questions. Or you can call me or email me, and um, we'll go forward with this. So the lemonine is one thing that you can add, and that immediately will then break the oils down. And then we can also take what's called lecithin. Lecithin is this powder that you, or it comes in a liquid that you can pour in, and that immediately makes sure that you're able to then break these oils off. Those are the top things that we really want to fix is this first stage. First stage of digestion, which is what goes on in the stomach, what goes on right after the stomach. Because that sets up the whole thing about what's being absorbed down inside. Now later, we can get into, as we get into the small intestines, as we get into the large intestine, there's a whole world going on there. Now let me tell you that we now know that, well first of all, as I said before, this is all neurologic. Your whole life is your brain. Right? It's all these electromagnetic waves that's being processed in your neurologic system. So we got a brain. We think that the brain is like the Pentagon. That runs the show, right? Mm, no. <laughs> so we have what's called the gut brain. And the gut brain, we feel it. We feel it as your intuition. You feel it in your gut. You, when they say you feel it in your gut, that's because your brain is processing it in there. We know that we have more neurologic um, connections inside the intestines, inside the small intestines, these feelers that are sending signals to the brain first. Who gets the signals first and who's the boss here? It's all in negotiations. Our whole life is a negotiation because what's inside your gut is more not you than you. So there's all of these different bacterias that live in all these little nooks and crannies and they do all of the jobs for us. They apply even some of the enzymes to break stuff down for us. They apply certain probiotics because they are probiotics. So our body is like a still, which is we're distilling and pulling out the essence of what's inside that food and keeping what's good and marinating it and macerating it and putting it together and then extracting some of the bad stuff out that will poison the brew and then it concentrates it so that eventually what we're getting is just pure essence of life force that comes from our food. Well, it's these bacterias and yeasts and let's just say what it is. It's other living life forms. We are in a party with other living life forms that are inside our body. And we, that's what life is. We are a negotiation. Uh, we are, like I like to say, the ultimate in health of the body, which is, it's a balance and it's a self-regulation and it's a policing and it's a, it's akin to like this, which is if you went back to New York back in, let's say the 1850s, right? And you went to Brooklyn, New York you would notice that it was every block, not even block, every house, if you went down the street, was a different neighborhood. It was a whole neighborhood, but it was a different, the Italians lived here, and then the Greeks lived here, and it was just loud, and it was just what seemed like chaotic to an outsider. But to an insider, it was perfect, because 
everything you could possibly want. All of the vegetable vendors were there. You could get the best of the best. You could get the worst of the worst, but it was all self-regulated. It isn't to the point where the cops that would come to that place, uh, if there anything happened, they would stop at the neighborhood and they go, ah, oh, we don't even need to go in. These guys take care of themselves. And Yes, it was loud. It was messy, but it was also self-regulating and cleaned itself up and, and self-policed itself. And yes, there were some bad guys that kind of grew in the corners and stuff like that. But if the neighborhood was on point, it took care of it. And that's what our body is. And so all of the digestion in terms of pulling out the wheat from the chaff and concentrating it and, and is these living life forms that live inside of our belly and all over. Like I said, they live in our mouth. They live in our parotid glands, our salivary glands. So we're going to later get into some of these shows in terms of how do we fix these things? Because we've hurt them. We've destroyed them. We've been constantly surrounded with antibiotics and other things like that. So we have to rebuild these things. And it's a lot of times it's, it's, it's like the story of, the Indian boy goes to grandfather Indians and grandfather. There's, there's two wolves that live inside me and they're pulling me apart and I'm stuck in the middle and I've got the white wolf on this side that I know is good and then I've got the dark wolf over here and I know he's bad. And What do I do? They're pulling me apart. And the grandfather says, you know, don't bother fighting the dark wolf. Don't bother fighting it. Just stop feeding it and put your attention on the white wolf, which is... What we feed is what grows, and what we starve doesn't kill it. It just goes and finds food somewhere else. So that's what life is, is, is a balance, and we feed what we want to grow. So this has been Jason Eagle, uh, strategichealing.us. Uh, this is your Jason Eagle, your natural health authority, and uh, I'll be back again for another show. I'd love to spend time with you. And uh, next show, we're going to start taking some calls. And if you have any questions, uh, you can call up the radio show. We'll give out that number. Uh, and if you have any other contact, again, you can find me at Jason Eagle, um, www.strategichealing.us. Okay, until next time, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye-bye.